Hi, this is Here's the Thing. Today we're joined by Anson Chang, a good friend of mine. He studies biology and math at the University of Toronto. Kind of a weird combo if you ask me, but he's an interesting guy. Today we're talking about the hackathons that we've done and programming as a whole. I hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you very much. Uh, this is my friend Anson. He comes to U of T, one of the best schools on the planet. Tell us about yourself. Uh, I go to U of T. Um, I'm almost graduating. I currently live at home with my mom in the basement, and I have no good future prospects. So yeah, fuck U of T. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, like, you studied something quite unconventional, right? You did math, and you also did biology. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, like, why did you decide to double major in, in two di- t- completely different things? Well, um, I first, when I went into uni, I enrolled as a life science major. So that means it's mostly biology courses. And by the time I finished first year, I had to take two mandatory math calculus courses. And back in high school, my experience with math was pretty bad. But then the first year math courses actually changed my uh, view on math. And that made me sort of interested. So as I took more math courses, I really wanted to keep studying math. Okay. Uh, Yeah, like I kind of remember like you taking grade 10 math yeah you were actually pretty good at math and like when i when we knew each other younger right um (laughs) like like i was good at math back in middle school because i i'm carrying all that chinese knowledge with me from when i uh migrated over here from china so i didn't i I was ahead of everybody else here but then when i hit high school uh that chinese knowledge ran out and then so I started getting 60s every year in math and barely passing on my tests. And I was like, fuck math, this shit doesn't make sense. And then first year happened, I'm like, oh wait, math is kind of lit. So you did bad math in high school. And then you still decided to go into math. Yeah. Well, I mean, like math in high school, I felt completely different from math in uni. No, I get that. But math in uni was worse for me. I didn't like first year math at all that was my worst mark uh i think it's just it's a a big a big part is your professors also another big part is uh uni is all about self-studying and then when the when when you're self-studying the topics really you gotta put a lot out more effort into it so you understand the topics a lot more rather than just like you're in high school doing practice problems and not really thinking about what you're doing if that makes sense mm. so like you have to practice and you got to self-study more is what you're saying yeah and when you do self-study you look into a lot of like other aspects of what you're studying like say, say you're studying just on like a simple integration test and you're on YouTube looking at some Indian dudes doing some weird integration and mm-hmm. on the suggested side there will be like oh this math history video where this weird Italian mathematician did this with this and then it turned into this and then you know looking at those videos hey math is kind of interesting on like what my high school teachers were making me do so did you feel like those videos that you saw on YouTube were like interesting so you got into it more? It's just the whole process of actually learning about math myself rather than in the school curriculum. Okay, so like learning math by yourself is actually pretty fun, but learning it in school was just hard. Yeah, yep. Okay, I I kind of like agree with that as well. I really like math like personally, um but it like has a tendency to make you feel really stupid when you're doing it. And you have to learn at like a certain pace, especially if you're in school. Uh, and I just find that pretty undoable. Yeah. Um, I remember watching a Khan Academy video and then Sal Khan was talking about how like math curriculum, like just throughout North America and probably the rest of the world is terrible because 
say a kid got a 60 or like 80 percent on like a middle school math test that means they have they have good grasp about 80 percent of the concepts that he was supposed to learn but then the problem is everything on math builds on top of each other so when these 80 percents keep happening you have a house built with a really shitty um base and it just keeps getting shittier and shittier and shittier as it goes up. Right. I've heard, like, the metaphor that, like, you know, other subjects kind of... So, in Ontario, we have grade 9 and 10 science. And then we have biology, chemistry, and physics, right? Yeah. But math is different, right? It's just math. It's just math all the way through. Yeah. So, it's something that, like, other other subjects are, like, kind of their own pools, right? Um, but math is like this huge chain of events that link onto each other. I I just think my teachers back in high school did a really bad job of selling math to everybody. So, like, in, in what way? Well, well, I didn't really under, understand what a slope was until, like, grade 11. Because... No one really explained it to me. Rise over run. Yeah, but like... When... There's there's people that aren't good at just understanding um, like abstract math uh, equations. And it's easier when you put them into realized perspectives. And like the concept of a function where like y equals mx plus b... I guess a lot of kids, when they first see it, they're not going to really understand what's going on here. And most teachers, or like in my in my experience, uh, most teachers are really not going to go in depth and explain to those kids, like, hey, what this really means. But then someone like Sal Khan, like on Khan Academy, where he does care about the kids, he explains it in detail. He has multiple videos on it. And you get a really comprehensive understanding of the concept that's actually being taught. And that really helps uh, into higher level math, where mm -hmm. a good understanding of the math concept itself is more important because it doesn't really feel real anymore. Mm. Okay. Well, like, what do you think the biggest challenges are in, in like, the math curriculum we have now? In high school? Yeah. I think it's just, from personal experience, it's a lack of good teachers. Bad teachers? Bad teachers. Because you have to think, like, teachers are kind of limited too, right? Um, I think the quality of teacher in Ontario is super lacking, that is all. With the whole, like, union just protecting them, they don't really need to do their best. And they're just mm -hmm. kind of getting by. And, like, once in a blue moon, you're going to have a good teacher, and you're going to remember that teacher for a long time. That's true. I think good teachers are are few and like thin, right? And yeah. rarely are they highly rewarded for being a really good teacher. Do you remember back in high school how many of your math teachers were actually math majors? Um, we had a math. Well, we had like someone who really liked math. Um, his name was Mr. Lukowitz, and he was really good. But I think he was an engineering, like major back in university right okay my math teachers were a chem major an art major and an english major okay <laughs> yeah i mean i feel like majors themselves don't really speak for how how good someone is at math right but they're not gonna understand a lot of the concept you learn in high school are actually really abstract in terms of like actually understanding it and well, not even really abstract, just like there are some complicated algebra evolved in some of the equations you use in high school. And by not explaining it, some people like me really suffer because I can't really just memorize math. It doesn't really make sense for me. I need to understand what I'm looking at. And these teachers are not able to provide that because they don't understand it themselves. Mm. Like they're going off of like this curriculum that they didn't necessarily even design themselves. Right. Yeah. And just reiterating it for the classroom. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I find that difficult, but, like, it, it's also really hard. Like, 
because they have so so much to go through in a semester and they might not be necessarily experts at the material themselves um you know my, like aside my from chemistry high, teacher uh in high school like after i graduated he had to be a math teacher for a grade 10 class and i don't think he knew very well what he was teaching oh so he yeah. he teach chem and like you he graduated you've been in conversation chem, with him he graduated as a chem major he's been teaching chemistry for forever but then the year after i graduated he started teaching math and then when i visited him i don't think he knew the concept that well mm. i mean that just like speaks to a really big shortage of quality math teachers right they had to yeah. hire someone from the chem department yeah <laughs> oh yeah Okay, so um, when did you first learn to program? Um, what do you consider as programming, though? Like an actual programming language or like... Like we started at different times, right? So I, I like, started what, what about What classifies as programming? Like you setting up your own Minecraft server could be a programming thing. Setting up your mind. I feel like... Like what's the first programming like language and, and like... You know, like, like for loops, while loops. The first official yeah. programming like thing I I took was in high school in grade ten, where it's just called computer science, and then we're learning like the very basics of of languages. Um, it was called Turing. Uh, I don't think it's used anywhere ever, and it was just usually it was mostly um like a study like a language for students to study with. It. It's essentially Java, but super simplified. Like a lot of it's, um, it's very limiting in what it can what it can do, and a lot of the syntax is simplified. And it it was mostly just for students to learn, I think. So it's called Turing. Uh, Turing? Yeah. It's like Java. It. At, at the time, I, I don't remember it that well, but syntactically, it looks like JavaScript or Java. Okay. Uh, so, like, what did you guys do? What was the class curriculum? Oh, fuck me, dude. It was so bad. Um, the teacher was one of the worst teachers I've ever seen. Uh, she doesn't actually teach anything. Uh, all she does is she sits there, gives us, like, weekly uh i guess projects or like coding questions to do and then we do it we submit it and then when you're done you just do whatever you want in the computer so like the smart kids can finish the question in like one one class and then they'll just play like osu for the rest of the week <laughs> yeah that's it we're never taught anything like ever uh so my understanding of programming in the very beginning was very fucked it was completely based off of what you thought was happening yeah like she would just give us questions with like nothing else and then we just had to do it. So like some kids would have some some background and knowledge, like programming knowledge based on like whatever their parents taught them or like maybe they know themselves. So they have an idea of what to do and like they know how to like make loops and shit and they'll just teach everybody else. Oh, so you're like teaching each other in this class. Yeah, I had no fucking clue what was going on at all. I was so mad that I was taking this class because she doesn't teach and you ask her, she doesn't tell her anything. I... I remember trying to set up my first loop and then it was just it just wasn't working because I didn't I didn't know that like the difference between like a for and a while loop, so I tried putting them together. <laughs> for a while. Oh. Or like I just oh, don't my. understand like the basics of programming at all because of that fucking teacher. And I remember um all her tests I remember doing terrible on every single test because all her tests were um Essentially, she would just give you this piece of code with some, like, functions that you've never seen before. And she's like, oh, what's the fucking output? I'm like, no, bitch, I, you don't teach me anything. How am I supposed to know? So, like, did she know how to program herself? That's crazy. She probably does. But she just doesn't teach. Like... She doesn't teach at all. I remember when she was telling us about functions, right? So I was like, what's the point of a function? Like, why do I, why do I need... To like write this function thing and then call this function with these parameters like what's the point of that why can't i just write the code i never oh. understood why that was the case until like when i started when i started studying programming properly 
Yeah, damn. That's something you, like, take for granted nowadays, huh? Like, I was thinking, hey, why don't I just copy-paste the, the code for this function every time I need to use it? Yeah, so if there are, like, a hundred things that you have to get through, why don't I just... Yeah, because... Well, like, <laughs> a hundred times. No one ever taught me, like, what's the point of this? Mm. I, I she think gives really you this fair. one question, and, she, and you just do it. And there's no need to call the function. So you said Oh, don't even fucking get me started on recursion. Holy shit. <laughs> so yeah, so you, so you said like the smart kids would just play Osu, right? What yeah, about, yeah, like, like they'll the finish in like a week. No, they'll finish in one class and then they'll start playing Osu and then the dumb kids would be like, "Yo, can I can I borrow your code?" and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, just 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 copy it, dude." Oh my god. That reminds me of high school. Yo, I would I think like the people in my school, like I I changed schools like in later in high school and people thought like oh i was like studious so i would be finished my homework and then people be like yo can i take a look at your homework i was just like uh, okay here you go damn yeah so recursion when did you learn recursion you want me to, you want to you want to hear the first time when I learned recursion class? You guys like, learned it in high school. I, well, yeah, in high school, it was part of the it was part of the question thing, where we're supposed to do this Fibonacci thing with recursion. I was like, what the fuck is a recursion? I started googling it, and then like the smart kids already finished, but I didn't want to ask them because like I was friends with them, so I didn't want to ask them all the time. So. A lot of the coding stuff, I actually finished it myself. But then recursion, I was like, I was Googling. I'm like, am I stuck overflow? I'm like, what the fuck is a recursion? Why does it call itself? And I was so confused, right? So I just made a bunch of for loops. <laughs> and I submitted the assignment. And I got like a 60. And I was like, why is this wrong? And she said, you didn't use recursion. I'm like, what's recursion? I don't know. What's recursion? Well, you have to learn recursion to learn recursion to learn recursion. Yeah. What, what is recursion? Recursion is when a function calls upon itself continuously okay. until a uh, stop condition is reached and then all calls of that function will stop or else it will stack overflow. I feel like that's a pretty good explanation. <laughs> I don't know if it is. Well, you have... You have this function that does something, and in I mean, we've never math, been properly, like, traditionally educated in computer science. So, like, all our, all our explanations come from our personal experience. I mean, that's true, but I would say that people in computer science are under the same sort of issue, right? <laughs> personal experience and bloodshed. I mean, they they're they're. I think they know the concepts a little bit more rigorously. I mean, you'd hope so. So, recursion works off of induction, right? Inductive proofs. Have you ever done, like, a proof-heavy course in your experience? You've done yeah. more math than me. Yeah, I've done... I've done... I Most of my courses in math were based on calculus, and... I've done one, this pure math theory course, and there was a lot of proofs there. That was not fun because I hated the, I hated how rigorous it was. I hated how strict everything had to be. I hated how everything had to follow this rule because I was bad at following this rule. So I hated it. And it's not like regular math rules. It's not like you're doing like algebra and you got to follow algebra rules right it's almost I mean, like two math people this is the real math right like this is what math is actually about where you're building you're building you're building logic based on existing and proven logic to make more new existing proven logic so you're building based off of axioms yeah and you can't miss up any step Otherwise, your conclusion could be wrong. Yeah, if if any step that you take has a bad logic, then any further step that you take will be flawed. So, mm. I've never taken one of those courses myself, 
But they sound like really interesting from an outsider. They sound interesting until you have to do a test. Until you have to do it yourself, of course. So do you think every do you think everyone should learn how to program? Like what's your no. view on this? No? no? I don't I don't think programming is for everyone. I think it's useful. I think I think it's useful and I think it still has a huge industry ahead of itself. But I don't think everyone should learn to program because not everyone's going to be good at it. Uh, and also, there's going to be a point where you don't you don't need programmers anymore. Like GitHub already has an AI that can complete questions based on like what the parameters you give it. Do you think that's going to replace programmers? Yeah, sometimes in the future. Like GitHub Copilot, right? Yeah. I don't know if it's open yet. I, I, it's not going to be like in use, like in the market, but like right now, the way programmers, they're... I don't want to sound really... I don't want to sound racist about it, but like when the job is being outsourced, to other countries like massively like india and china that job is probably replaceable with ai mm. or machines in the future I, I see what you're saying if you can just outsource a job for cheap well yeah. can't you just replace it with ai yeah mm. i mean i don't know like programming is one of those things that everyone says you can't replace right it's like the final line or I guess people say like nursing and healthcare is really like the final thing you can't replace. But who should learn um, programming then if if it's not for everyone? Journalists. Journalists? What? It's a joke. There's <laughs> a joke on Reddit where um, a bunch of journalists got fired and then people just kept telling him to learn programming. That <laughs> that's crazy. That's so like I mean should no, the journalists. Um, I think anyone in STEM. Anyone in STEM needs to know programming. I think so too, actually. I mean, I think, you know, how we have like biology, chemistry. Yeah, yeah I think these people really, really need to learn programming. Yeah. But I think programming needs, programming needs to be like part of the curriculum for them. Yeah, that's something that's like a real shame, right? Like, I, I didn't learn programming until late into university. Like, I thought it wasn't going to be for me, you know? Like, it took me so, so long to figure out how a for loop worked. It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> Um, but I think, like, largely, like, people tend to like it once you figure out, like, it's not for these other people who, who are, like, computer science nerds, right? Like, anyone can can really program. Um, yeah. But I didn't learn programming till, till way late, and I don't think I had the chance to learn it in high school, like, given, like, the courses I, were, I was already taking. So... I think this might be a bad take, but I think nowadays, if you want to be in STEM... You gotta take math and programming, or else you're not gonna you're not gonna be competitive in your field. Mm-hmm. Why do you say that? So much of the research uh, you need math and computer science because okay, well, like physics, you definitely need math and like computer science. Chemistry, a lot of a lot of biochemistry and just pure chemistry is like pure chemistry is already based a lot on math and that kind of naturally lean in, into computer science, like computer programming as well. So chemistry needs programming and math. And the one that's kind of furthest from it, I guess is biology. And in terms of biology, based on like what my lab supervisor used to tell me, before, a lot of biology research is um, qualitative-based and observation-based. But now, um, the thing that matters most is numbers statistics. Mm, like machine learning, right? So... Um, a lot of their data, a lot of your data, of your observations, has to be backed up by data and, observ- and uh, data and statistics. Mm-hmm. Significant. So that naturally comes with math and computer programming as well. 
Is it enough to have a computer programmer that's part of your lab? Well, I mean, it's good that if everyone has this interdisciplinary um, education with them. So you think everyone should be slightly more interdisciplinary rather than... Everyone should know a bit about what's going on. Like... Mm. You can have a bio. You can have a. You can have a lab full of people who doesn't actually know how to do st- stats, and then they just publish bad data. And but you can. You also can just have your your lab, uh, labs dedicated statistician, just do all the numbers when he doesn't really know what these numbers are representing, what they mean. So you need middlemen basically to kind of hold the conversation yeah. together. Yeah, and I think everyone should be that middleman if they learn um, about math and programming in their undergraduate. Hmm. Yeah, so you should be, like, hopefully, like, the ideal is, like, you're good at something, but you understand what other people are talking about when they're talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's generally the case. Like, you want to be an expert at one thing, but be sudden, like, so-so at everything else, right? Mm-hmm. But I just think... Um... In the future of scientific research, um, programming and math is going to play an even bigger role. Yeah. Uh, like, especially biology. I think uh, one of Google's, like, subsidiary companies, like, they're, they're smaller companies. Um, were, were they the ones that did, like, the 90% match for, for protein building? Like, you can get an amino acid sequence and um, 90% of the time a computer can predict how it's going to fold. That's crazy, right? Like, that's insane. Yep. Because uh, before, I think, like, the technology was relied solely on crystal crystallography. So that's how DNA was actually, uh, the, the shape of DNA was discovered, right? Watson, Crick, and... Uh, it makes... It makes... It makes a lot of biological research possible. Yeah. Without it, it's, it's not humanly possible to do some of the things. So what do you want to do? What's your goal of learning math and biology? Mm. I like what I learn in biology because the concepts interest me. And I, I do... I do enjoy reading about research and like in the topic that I'm interested in at least. I do enjoy reading about it and studying about it. Yeah, so biology research you mean? Yeah, yeah. And math, I just I think math is interesting and even though a lot of a lot of I guess higher level math isn't going to be needed in biological research, but having a decent understanding of it, I feel like it's going to help me in the long run. Mm-hmm. Math is also one of those things that's, I think a lot of people hate math and it's like, it's like a meme nowadays to just hate math, right? But I think if you can do it, it it's like almost like a kind of a game, like sort of fun to be able to work with math. Like, do you think so? Mm, I think there's nothing to hate about math, but uh, there is something to hate about math teachers. Oh, okay. <laughs> I honestly think it's the teacher's fault. Like, every every bad rep that mathematics get is because of the teacher. I think you can make an argument for that. I think there are certain teachers or certain people, maybe, too. Some teachers are awful. So we did a couple hackathons recently. And I mean, we've come a long way, right? So we did a hackathon mm-hmm. about a year and a half ago. Uh, back in February, was it? Mm-hmm. Of oh, 20, my gosh. Yeah. 2019 or 2020? 2020. Now it's October 2021. And, and so how many hackathons have we done now? <laughs> I want to say four. Yeah, I can remember four. Were there more than that? We had two successful projects. 
one on saxophone and another on saxophone. Yeah. And then and then the and first one, two. right? No, I think we did five. We did four or five. I think there were a couple that we signed up for, but ended up not attending as well. Or... We, we did four, four or five. Right, so let's start at the beginning. We did our first hackathon, and it was for the University of Toronto. Yeah, it was called Beginner's Hack, and it wasn't very beginner-friendly at all. I so, mean, it could have been, but... <laughs> it could have been, but it wasn't. Um, we were really, truly beginners. <laughs> yeah, like, my, our, our group, nobody, nobody actually knew how to programming. Like, uh, nobody knew a decent amount of programming. We all, like, two of us knew the very bare minimum. Like, like, to make yeah. a fucking script. To make a Python script. So, who's in our group? Two of them are your friends? Or they're all three of them friends. are your friend. I mean, yeah, we had all my friends. five Everyone's people my in the friend. group, right? Uh, me, Brian, Kevin, David, you. Yeah, five people. Uh, so, Brian was a... He's like, the pharma, he's like he's you, a pharmato- right? Pharmacologist. Yeah, so he's like you, kind of. Pharmacology. Uh, you have me. I'm in biology. Yep. You have... Uh, who were the other two? David was a business major, I think. And he was also the one who knew the most about programming. I think. No. Kevin did. Kevin Kevin's an engineer. Oh, right. Kevin was in engineering. Kevin was in, like, biomedical engineering or something. Oh, really? He learned coding. He learned coding first year. That's all I know. But okay. then he probably doesn't know about Lava either. So, I mean, those two were, were really, like... The, those the two, two had an idea most. of what a fucking IDE is. And the rest of us... We're just actually clueless. I couldn't even figure out how to download a library. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. It's like... You, you don't think downloading your libraries and everything is going to be difficult? Like, it's the first step. How hard could it be? But when you can't even make it past the first step... <laughs> yeah, I didn't know I was supposed to go into the PyCharm IDE's console and then do pip install. Mm. I just went into my Macbook's console and I did pip install and PyCharm was like, Hey, where the fuck did you download this shit? I'm like, hmm. Why do you care? <laughs> Why do you care? Who's Why asking? do you care what's download? Just find it. Just... Just do it, dude. Like, you're literally... Like, don't I own you? I didn't know anything about, like, file directories or, like, file paths and stuff like that. Did you know any terminal commands at the time? No. Ooh. I think I knew a little bit of HTML, CSS. Like, not enough to actually build anything myself, but enough to, like, use someone else's. Yeah. I think Brian was... He didn't... Brian was absolutely (laughs) cool. Yeah. So that was our first hackathon, and I think it lasted about six hours. We got like three meals out of it. Yeah, that was honestly worth. It was right before the pandemic. Kind of (laughs) lucky. Got some meals out of it and and dipped right around like 11 p.m. Pretty much, yeah. So that was pretty fun. Uh, And then about a year later, I think, well, not a year later, like later that year in October, I think we spent around a month doing leak code questions, like pretty hardcore. You remember no, that? I wouldn't say it's hardcore. I mean, we did leak code questions every day. We, I remember it one month I did sixty to seventy percent of them. That's a lot. It was pretty casual. I mean, it felt hardcore. Like one question a day is like not easy. When you... we're, we're doing like one medium question a day. Yeah, but it would take you like. I hours. think hardcore is like six medium questions a day. Six medium questions yeah. a day. Can yeah. anyone actually do that? Yeah. I can do it. You? Like right yeah. now? Yes. Is that what you're doing? I could. I, I've been doing that for like a week. This week? Holy. Yeah. That's... What, you don't invite me at all. You don't like send any questions. They're like really boring ones. Mm. Like the true CS questions. I don't know. Like I, I do the question. I, I look at the discussion. They're like, oh, this is not rigorously proved. Oh my god. They what? Oh. Yeah. 
yeah, like in the discussion section, they're complaining, oh, the top voted Python solution is not rigorously proved, it's not good. Oh, yeah. You got, like, all types of people in, in the code discussion. Like, it kind of makes me feel like I'm not that good at coding sometimes. I know I'm not good. You don't think you're good? No. We've been coding for a long time now, and, like, it's been tough. I don't think I'm good. When do you think you will, you'd be considered good at programming? I don't think I would be good. That's kind of, I mean, that's kind like, of... I'll be decent hard. at programming, but I'm not going to be good at it because all the concepts don't come to me naturally. I don't think they come naturally to anyone, though. You know, it took, like, a long time for them to discover quicksort. Like, like some of the most brilliant algorithms are still, like, undiscovered. I mean, a lot of programming stuff is just taking existing mathematics uh, concepts and putting it into computer languages. Uh, yeah, that's true. A lot of it happens on paper, and it's only later turned into an actual program. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so so October we did a bunch of LeetCode questions. I remember it was October because that's when I bought a month of LeetCode. I actually bought a year of LeetCode, which cringe, I think is a mistake. Because you really cringe, like cringe, cringe. You, right, like everything's like basically free. Um, but I thought like buying it would make me actually do the questions, which it kind of did, but uh, it wasn't necessary. And then we signed up for our first. Official real hackathon, I could say, um, early in the year, like in January, right? Okay. So what did we do? We we tried making a website. Was Essentially, a website? we wanted to reskin the website, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that was our first official try at a hackathon. It was. It was a fail, right? Oh, yeah, we didn't even yeah, we, submit. We didn't finish. We didn't finish it in time. Oh, boy. I, primer 4, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I totally wanted to forgot about a website, so... I... We didn't know how we were supposed to connect. Well, we, we didn't know a lot of stuff. I just started working on my part, which is the back end. And essentially, it just... It uses this algorithm that takes your input and then a bunch of bunch of shit gets outputted and I'm supposed to you know make sense of the output so and what were we working you're on? supposed to build the website I was supposed to build the website uh, I was supposed to build the back end the 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 algorithm stuff right I was supposed to build the stuff that returns you the information and then you're supposed to display that information. And that was in Python, right? So you downloaded the original Py uh, or the Primer three files the from Primer the... three Py thing. I don't know. It, there wasn't like official Python support for it, so it was a really scuffed package. Okay. Like right now, I can't get it to work. I don't. I don't know why. It doesn't work anymore. Yeah, recently I tried getting the code to work and it doesn't work anymore. I'm like, all right, cool. I think we did a lot of things wrong during that hackathon. <laughs> My part works, like, at the time. Your part worked, but... I So I I was working in Django. You know what Django is, right? It's like yeah. a Python backend framework. And essentially, like, I created a page, like, a few web pages, but I had no idea how they worked or how I would connect that to, say, say like, your your algorithm that took an input and, and returned something. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were both in Python, but we decided to make a website which involved web development, but neither of us knew anything about web development at the time. And and so we, in the end, we had two basically different pieces that weren't global, right? Yeah. So that was Primer 4, and it was just us two working on it, right? So... It was always us two. It's, oh, yeah, it's always been us two. That didn't go so it well. Sucks. I hate it. Oh, when was our... When was the next hackathon? I don't remember... I don't have time. But essentially, I think after that was like a wake-up call for me. I was like, okay, we, we like seriously suck at this. So I went ahead and learned web development while you le- went ahead and learned something statistics related. 
So what was that? Um, I just took a course online, and they had statistics in it. That's it. It was it's not useful. Udemy, right? Or not Udemy? It's not. It's, it's not relevant. Don't worry about it. You don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay. So I, I went ahead and learned um like web development on my own, uh, mostly using like open source online um uh, like material, and and so I felt like we were a lot more prepared. So like we we basically went ahead and did our own thing for a while and got better at programming, and and by the second time, by the third hackathon now we were a little bit more prepared and we actually created a finished product, but just not on time. Right. So, Oh yeah. Uh, this was the discord bot. Yep. Right. So we made a quiz bot and essentially our idea was, so this was during the worldwide pandemic and everyone's learning online. So we figured, well, we could take advantage of, of this opportunity and, and say, create a quiz bot where you can ask, um, like a que- you can you can get it to ask you a question. Uh, students in the class can can vote on the answer, and then you know people get distributed points. That sounds like pretty fun, pretty simple, right? Uh, and and that was basically the idea, right? Or is there anything you yeah. would add to that? No, that was it. Um, and so, so what basically happened was, we we actually ended up finishing like somehow, right? And it wasn't too bad. So we got our parts working separately. It took a little bit of effort to connect everything. But um, by the time we finished the actual bot, it was like 2 or 3 p.m. the next day. And the submission was like 10 a.m. in the morning. So we missed the deadline. I think I have really bad development etiquette. I don't know about you, because you're always the one responsible for combining the code. I think it's gotten a lot better since then. I, hopefully it got better. Like, but. I've seen a lot of improvement, like, in, in the amount of time it takes to connect our code. Like, the last one was by far the least frustrating. Like, it just worked. It was like, holy, it works. Like, that's awesome. Like, I didn't really understand what your code was doing, but that was fine, right? Because I just put it in. Seems to or work modularize. Okay. Yeah. Something. Yeah, modular. Object-oriented or something. <laughs> Um, so what was our, so that was the third hackathon. Do you want to describe our fourth hackathon? Which one was that? Uh, so after the bot, we made, uh, it was the educational thing. The educational. Um, oh, we yeah. actually finished. Yeah, the oh, one we yeah. finished, yeah. Jarvis. Okay. Yeah, okay, so we, again, there's a website, website. Uh, Ronald, Ronald made the website. And I was responsible for, I guess, the back end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, it's just a website for hosting YouTube videos. That's it. Like, we had some other ideas, such as, like, users can influence on what kind of content goes on the website. And then, like, they're an active part of the development community. But we didn't. We weren't able to squeeze that stuff in, into the into the finished product, so it just turned into a website that hosts fucking YouTube video. <laughs> what was the idea though? What was like the inspiration behind it? The inspiration behind it was that, hey, there's so much good resource online about learning, but they're all scattered all over the place. So what if we make a good place for studying? Right. And it will be user driven. You know, users can vote on, hey, I've, I've seen this playlist, like, on linear algebra, and it's super good. And then everybody else is like, yeah, I've also seen it. And then they can vote on it, and then it will be featured on the website, and then everyone else will be like, oh, maybe it's time to look at this playlist about this linear linear algebra video. You know? I, I mean, for the record, I, I still think it's a really good idea. I just think... We didn't do a super good job of, of making it come true. No, I mean, we're working on that. Do you think it's a good idea? Like, it's a middleman idea, right? It's like how Amazon kind of connects, like, businesses with uh, clients, right? Like, we're we're we see a bunch of educational content that's scattered around the internet, 
and I, I think the idea is not bad. Yeah, and we want to just like bring it all together, right? Yeah, I thought it was a good idea, and and we actually finished, uh, which was pretty amusing. Like that felt really good when we actually um, got it done. But talk about some of the roadblocks. So, like, you, you worked on the back end, right? And and you kind of had to learn Node on the fly and JavaScript on I, the fly. I guess, like, I knew Java, and so it looks very similar to JavaScript. But then there were some syntax differences. And, like, as, as similar as all programmings are, there are still, like, a little bit of variations in between. And so that was kind of difficult for me. And I... It wasn't too bad, I think, for the most part. Um, again, I have really bad like teamwork etiquette in terms of my code doesn't. It's hard to be integrated into other people's code, and I really learned. I really learned that um, in that project because I don't know, like my code is supposed to go into certain routes. Express, so we're talking about Express? Yeah. My code was supposed to go into certain routes, and that was the first time I saw that, like, oh, this is how like, a website actually works. And so the way I was writing my stuff, just, it makes it extra hard to be, like, isolated and then taken out and then put back into this route call. Mm. Yeah, so we weren't really able to get, like, through how we would structure a code cleanly, right? Like, there's usually, like, certain ways about putting your code in certain places. Like, there's a model view controller architecture, for example. But I think as far as, like, what we covered, we're like, this is JavaScript. <laughs> this is how you code in JavaScript. Like, and then, and you went about figuring it out, right, by yourself. Um, I thought it was, I, like, pretty impressive. So. I do my best on the spot. It's definitely not good, but uh, it gets better ideally. So, like, how do you feel? How did you feel about JavaScript after that project? I don't care. It, it's fine. It was okay. All right. I mean, that's it's good. Crucial. I like Python better. JavaScript is fine. I I mean I like I really like Python. I, I still really do like Python, but I find the curly braces. I think one of our friends said the same thing, right? Dode. Um, what. Curly braces are so so nice. Like when you have like I hate a curly big... braces. I fucking hate curly braces. You hate with a curly braces. It's so disgusting. Why would you not use white space? Dude, when you have like a big code block and it's just white space, imagine you're having trolling. a bunch of indents. It's so you're ugly. Trolling. You can't even figure out where your like code is supposed to like end. You're inting yourself by putting like two dozen closing brackets all together. I, I can see, like, how it looks really, really confusing, right? Especially, like, near the bottom of a function. Or you have a bunch yeah. of closing brackets, like, that have to, like, have to be have to be there, right? But, man, like, it's just so much easier to keep track of your code sometimes. I think, I mean, that's at least my opinion. But then, like, in terms of Y-Space, if you use Y-Space, it's like a hard, like, Python enforces a user to properly indent and make their code looks more readable. It, I mean, it Whereas does look pretty. a fucking JavaScript monkey can just have everything but, on the on the fucking first indent and then just put a bunch of curly brasses everywhere. Okay, I you know I give it I give you that. It's like the Python won't be mad at you if you don't indent properly or you miss like a yeah. colon. JavaScript yeah. everything can go on one line <laughs> and they're like yeah. that looks good. <laughs> Compiler's like, looks fine to me. I thought, and I still think, arrow, arrow functions look disgusting. You think arrow functions look bad? I think arrow function looks terrible. Damn, I, I don't agree. I think arrow functions look pretty nice. Because uh, the equivalent would be like a lambda function in Python. But lambda functions look awful in Python. Lambda functions are supposed to be short and simple. Arrow functions turn this, this whole, like... Try, catch, like, it has everything in there. It's a proper function, except it doesn't look like a proper function. Yeah. It, a lambda function is supposed to be, like, a f like like half a line, at most. I, I feel like the use cases are a little bit different. Like, I feel they represent the same thing, 
like a lambda function and an arrow function. Yeah, sort of. But like in JavaScript, you use arrow functions as like these callbacks. Like they're supposed to do something entirely on their own. Whereas lambda, you're usually getting like a pretty small dot, small job done. Like right. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. But I mean, yeah, it's something you you have to get to use have to get used to when you code in javascript personally i like python more for for like coding style questions and javascript's nice for like i mean you have to use it for web development we're, we're not fucking use django or flask yeah oh man i i might come back to django but no. I, I like node and express for now no django no django no Django. that's just so disgusting I did not like Django that much. But honestly, learning Django was, like, useful, right? Because there's a lot of things in Django that once I went over to Express, I was like, okay, this is, like, the same thing as Django, but, but like, different. <laughs> so, like, models, for example. Like, models are for databases. And both in Django and Express, you have models, right? So, like, it's not like you're learning something entirely new, at least. Um... Which hackathon? Is model express thing? Sorry? Is models an express thing? Models is like um I thought it was a Mongo thing. It's it's a it's a back end thing. I wouldn't even say it's like um what because like J- Django has mo- models too. It just represents um like your database. You have a model that represents your table or something. People are gonna kill me if they listen to that. Web development sounds so fucking retarded. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Actually, nothing, nothing, nothing tries to make sense. It it doesn't make a lot of sense. Have you, it doesn't even try. Have you heard about? Uh, which one's that? We made. What did we do for the last hackathon? Dude, I don't even. It was the object recognition, object character recognition medications. Oh, yeah. That was the easiest website, by far. A website on. Uh, you take a picture. We we get the picture. We send it to Google. Google's like, okay, this is what it says on there, and then we return it, and then we autofill the information to your Google Calendar. That's it. Yeah. So I mean, inspiration-wise, it was pretty simple, right? Like you, people have medication. Um, sometimes people have a lot of medication and they don't take it, right? And and part of the reason is because, well. It's not a habit. And and sometimes the easiest way to make something a habit is just to schedule it into your calendar so you don't forget. Uh, so you take a picture of medication, put it into your calendar, uh, you know, bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom. Yeah. yeah. Except. Except. <laughs> Google doesn't like us. Except we had a lot of bugs along the way. And and getting, you know, like um, a standard medication, what is it called? Like the... The, like the piece of plastic at the front yeah the prescription it, there's basically no standard right it's like people are printing oh, yeah. whatever they want on the bottle <laughs> and whatever Fuck order they want for that. that was wrong with you guys yeah right like why isn't there some you standard you guys go to fucking you guys go to pharmacy school after uh, undergraduate just to write whatever the fuck you want on the prescription <laughs> bottle like there's no there's seemingly no standard or order donkeys so if you want to get a name Pharmacist of a medication, <laughs> yo, <laughs> if you want to get the name of a medication, like it's almost impossible. So you were using regular expressions, right? You, you know, like current language learning, um, computer scientists, like machine learning computer science, computer scientists, mm-hmm. they're they're trying to write code. That essentially identifies medication. Mm-hmm. Like researchers. Goddamn, goddamn pharmacists doesn't want to follow no regulations. <laughs> Imagine if everyone just put the right thing on the right line. Then you wouldn't have to figure it out. Yeah. W- it wouldn't be confusing at all. <laughs> no, but instead, researchers gotta be like, oh no, we gotta, we gotta do machine learning. Man, these pharmacists are too powerful. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, the project-wise, it, it, it actually went pretty smoothly, right? We did a little more preparation this time. Yeah, my code was actually kind of modular. It worked. I'm Your code looked crazy, by the way. I, like, I didn't understand what you were doing at all. Really? 
I mean, like the regular expressions of I I know what regular expressions do. I've worked with them a little bit, but I mean, that oh, sounds I don't even crazy. Know what mine does it just works? You didn't know what it was doing. Well, I had an idea, but if you tell me to prove it to you, I don't know how to fucking prove it. <laughs> it works. You were just kind of like doing trial and error a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Until until you were getting the right results. I mean, that's fair. Yep. I think that's probably what I would have done. I mean, like, how are you going to... Like, like what technique would you use to get something like amoxicillin? Or, like, some stupid drug name, right? That's... Like, I had, I had, like, five examples of prescriptions. Mm-hmm. And they all look different. I had no idea, like... In the beginning, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll find some pattern. I'll look for, like, you know... Like, maybe the prescription, like, the drug medication line has, like, milligrams on it, and no other line has it. But no, like, some prescriptions don't say how many milligrams or the concentration. I'm like, okay, well, fuck me. And let's not even talk about, like, ointments. We're talking about pills. And they have, like, so many different variations of how they write it. Right, we were only doing pills, so there's also, like, other containers, like, ointments, you know, all types of different bottle types as well, Ridiculous, these pharmacists. It, it was pretty crazy. And and so you were just using test cases and trying to pass through them. Uh, um, but, I mean, like, with a problem like this, it was it was pretty difficult. And, I mean, it kind of worked in the end, right? Like, we, you got a single... T- we, we got an example going. Um, you could... My, my code, it... It tells you when to take drugs, essentially. It can always tell you what time and how many times to take drugs. I mean, that's but useful. But it just can't tell you what type of drug you're taking. What the name is. And Yeah, and what exactly is the doctor's instruction mm. on how to take it. I think it was pretty good. I think we did... I think that was by far the easiest one. The easiest hackathon um, that we did. Right. Or did you... It was, it was good until we had to log into Google accounts. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Google login authentication did not end up working because I, I cannot figure it out, but we have a hackathon coming up, right? Hack, Hack, Hack Western. And uh, it's not just going to be us two. So we're doing it with two more people, hopefully. So I think both of them already submitted their applications. Um, neither of them know how to code or do they? I mean, they're supposed to be computer majors. <laughs> um, what do you want to improve, though, for the next hackathon? Like, what's what do you think we have to work on? Like, I feel like we, we've had some pretty good, like, um, products, right? But I don't feel like people wanna... have judged, like, actually looked at our products. I don't feel like they've looked at our submissions. Do you feel like we've been judged? Well, in terms of a whole product, there's a lot of things we can improve on, like the presentation uh the direction we're supposed to go for and just overall how complete of it is as a product because so far we've just been working on the coding aspect of it and we've been getting better at it mm-hmm. but in term as a whole product it's not really it's not really complete like they're never really complete as a product like if there's no business or marketing really uh, and the design is we never really even thought about it lackluster yeah, <laughs> yeah. So hopefully I, I, we have a little bit more manpower. Uh, maybe we can begin to focus on like the product management, business design. Yeah, and then in terms of coding, I've learned that anything involving Google, don't look at their documentations. There will always be a Ukrainian YouTuber that does a good job of explaining it. A better job <laughs> explaining yeah. their documents than their Don't Google Don't waste six team. hours going through the Google's own documents. It's fucking terrible. It's outdated, too. That's, like, the worst part. It's like you think you're doing something right, but it's from, like, three or four years ago, and it's changed, but they haven't updated it yet. Does it feel like that to you? A lot of... A lot of links go in circles, and a lot of links go into like dead pages yeah yeah it doesn't feel good using it like i feel like the links well like you get to a web page that you feel like you've seen before and it's like saying the same thing as some other web page but they're like different pages all together 
So it makes me wonder yeah. why your docks are like spread out so so far, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and it feels like the easiest question is never mentioned. Right, like there's no frequently frequently asked question section, which I mean, you would think that like Google, of all companies, would have like a nice doc, right? I I don't know if we're insulting them. I feel like they must know this as well, right? Like it's. It's very confusing. I don't know. I ex- I expect a better from them. Yeah, and part of the like part of the hackathon is is testing their products too. I guess. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> That's the worst. Okay. Well, uh, I guess you know. Final question. Uh. What are you looking forward to in the future in terms of coding in your career? Getting a job. Getting a job? What what, what would be like a ideal job? I said one question, but where, where would you want to work? Backend. Python backend. Okay, there you go. Where can people find you? Um, they can't. <laughs> I I don't know. My GitHub's kind of ugly. GitHub's ugly. All right, drop your GitHub. What's your GitHub? github.com slash y-i-p-e-n-g y-o-u y-i-p-e-n-g p-e-n-g y-o-u yep alright thank you very much for coming on many cities have local ordinances prohibiting smoking on the sales floor of a retail store we ask that you cooperate by safely extinguishing all smoking material in the containers provided at the entrance to the store. Thank you for not smoking.